Welcome to another uh, exciting, uh, I shouldn't say exciting, I know a lot of our podcasts ain't really probably the best as far as excitement goes. We're excited to be here with you, uh, but we're at episode 82, um, and if you missed our, lo- our last podcast, we know we talked about um, going, I went hunting with a neighbor, a little doe hunt, and uh, didn't get anything, but you can tune back into that and listen listen to episode 81 hear what happened on that and uh and also um want to say thanks to for the support for those of you who've been listening and also i got a lot of also also's we uh (laughs) we 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 asked for uh people to comment about what they want to um hear from us or you know like what topics they want us to to discuss and we got a couple in and one you know hunting on private property versus not so uh over or public land versus hunting private and obtaining permission so that will be coming up in a in a podcast next or the one after so thanks for uh <laughs> for making those comments we appreciate it um and tonight we're gonna it may not be so much uh, hunting oriented, but um, it'll be a little bit hunting oriented with some little segments. And uh, I guess with that, we won't. We'll kind of just dive right in there. And I need to apologize because I told you that we were the struggling hunters, but I didn't tell you who the struggling hunters are. So uh, we have, uh, of course, me, Joe, and I got Eric on the other side. And if hey, you guys. have, yeah, that's Eric. <laughs> he, he's on here too. Is, isn't just me talking, but uh, could have fooled me. <laughs> maybe I can just, uh, you know, maybe uh, shut up for a minute and let Eric talk if he had anything to say. But I, I won't let him talk just yet. I don't think. <laughs> but uh, if, if you haven't listened to us before, uh, I'm currently in uh, Utah, and Eric's out in Colorado. And we're using uh, Zoom meetings to be able to put these podcasts together and give you guys something to listen to or watch, depending on what platform you are. And uh, if you've been, if you have been listening to us, you know that we've been talking about Fred Bear's uh, Ten Commandments over the last, I guess, would be seven weeks. Now this would be the eighth week because we're on Commandment number eight, and. Uh, and I guess with that, I'll give Eric permission to speak if he, if he doesn't mind reading the uh, Eighth Commandment of Fred Bears. <laughs> uh, thank, thanks for the permission, Joe. I appreciate that. You know, it's just one of those things. One of us got, got to be the dominator. This, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job on the on the introductions, and uh, I approve. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta try to have a little bit of dominance myself, I guess, somewhere, right? So I gotta prove that you did a good job on the introduction. Uh, that's true. Do you, <laughs> you feel validated now for giving that approval? <laughs> no, not really. But I'm trying here. <laughs> All right, so I'll get into the um, the uh, Ten Commandments of uh, Fred Bear. Uh, the eighth one is: Be sure of your shot. Nothing is more expensive than regret. 
And I think uh, a lot of hunters could probably, you know, uh, understand that one or relate to that one, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And, you know, we've all made a questionable shot here or there. Well, you know, as I was thinking, as you're reading through that and, you know, be sure of your shot, it's kind of, I hate to even admit it, but like I've had an evolution of, uh, of shots or, you know, of aiming and when to shoot. Like there was a time where I was like, Oh, just unload my magazine who cares where I'm hitting it? Cause you know, like if I get it three or four times, I'm more than likely going to kill it. Or, you know, like, and, I, and I can say that that's just been a thought. Like I, I'll say, so I remember I'll tell the story. What got that got me thinking that way. So years ago, I was probably 14, 15 and, uh, doing this hunt up in Idaho and hunting in this field and hunting with the, uh, with a buddy Jason and uh, we're out, out in the field. And he, he's like, Oh, I think I saw something duck into that brush. And it was kind of like this, it wasn't like, you know, a big old farm field. It was, you know, a mountain field and there's some brush in the center of it. And, and so I, mean, I didn't see anything. So if I didn't see it, there isn't anything. Right. You know, right. Like, so I just kind of him hawing behind him and let, you know, he's like, we got to go push that brush. Cause like, I, I think I saw something okay <laughs> so i go up with them and and uh we get close and a buck jumps out the back side of the brush you know and, and it's go it's running and so we sad to say you know we, we took some running shots at it but checked our shot you know or where the deer was and couldn't come across any blood and that thing just was hauling it never stopped so like you can kind of tell that nothing was what you know we didn't hit it there's two of us shooting at it and we didn't hit it. How sad is that? But it was running. <laughs> and, uh, but I remember thinking after that, I was like, yeah, just pull up and start shooting wherever the crosshairs land, you know, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. But now like looking back, it's like, man, that was, that's just so immature and like unethical and not a good hunter, you know, but yeah, back to that, be sure of your shot. Like, you know, how, you talking about me being domineering over you and taking away your confidence and talking and whatnot, but like how much confidence does it give you when you do have your, uh, your shot placement good. And when you pull the trigger, you know, like when you just feel so good about it and. Oh yeah. That the deer's or the elk's going to drop. Yeah. There's nothing like it. Well, especially after you pull the trigger and it does exactly what you were hoping it does and (laughs) drops right then and there. I mean, I've had a couple of those shots where, you know, I pulled the trigger and just all I could see in the scope was that deer just hitting the hitting the turf, if you know, lack of better word. And you're like, yeah, you know, like it's, right. an aw- it's an awesome feeling, you know. Don't have to track it or anything like that. You know, I've definitely been a part of those parties, and that's not <laughs> always fun either. Right. But, uh, but yeah, uh, shot placement is is everything, and and I think as you get older, because I mean I've done the same thing as you, you know, see a see a buck a thousand yards away, and like oh, I just I'll just aim up above his horns, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know, take a couple shots and or more, and. Uh, <laughs> 
you know, luckily, you know, you don't get it. Just deer kind of right looks at you like, what, what the heck's going on down there? And, uh, uh, yeah, I've definitely had that, you know, in hopes that I would hit it, but I mean, it was immature and that's why I kind of, you know, I know, I know it's getting more popular now, like these long range shots, but I, I always cringe whenever I hear it, you know, I mean, look, if you're, if you're good enough and you're confident enough, I mean, good for you, but yeah, I mean, I've done those and just looking back, I'm like, man, it's such a, such a risk. Cause if you, you know, being so far away, if you, if you injure it and it runs off and then by the time you get there, I mean, tracking it is going to be a nightmare and right. You know, I, I mean, I will, I will hang my hat on the fact that most of the time, whenever I took those long shots, like I said, I was aiming up above the horns or whatever. And well, another thing you know, too is, you know, didn't have a probably a range finder, so like you, I one of the things I've learned is since I've been playing around round with the range finder, is like a three hundred yard shot. I think I was guessing those out to like four or five hundred yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That well, that's the problem too, for sure. Is is. Uh, it's definitely that is, you know, they might, you're like, oh, that's only 300. I could do that. And then, yeah, like you said, they're more like five or six or, yeah, you know, and yeah, it's, yeah, it could get dangerous real quick, especially if you don't have a range finder to know what you're doing exactly. Right. So, you know, I, I hope that one day I get better with, uh, you know, start working on those long range shots and start getting better at, hitting my target and everything but right man a thousand yards or you know or even you know 500 to a thousand yards is i'm like ah man there's a lot of risk there you know yeah i mean you know that's just my personal preference i mean anybody that does it i mean good for them especially if you're successful but i do think there's a little bit of risk there right well that's like the one thing you know you go back to that to that number eight you know, be sure of your shot. And like, usually I hope who, whoever's taking those, those long range shots, like they are sure of it. Like, you know, you, you got that confidence of what your gun, cause you know, man, it's, uh, sorry, I'm him on around. I get talking and then like, I'm, I get all these thoughts. I can't get, get rolling in and I get thinking what I was get, trying to get out of that. And that jumbled up words was, uh, guns these days like you can drop the coinage on a rifle that out of the box can shoot that far oh yeah but then there's you that needs to get that confident too yeah and the scopes too i mean the scopes that they have today are are awesome i mean i don't i don't have that good of a scope so (laughs) i'm not gonna try those shots quite yet but maybe one of these days whenever i get a better setup you know, maybe, uh, maybe I'll at least have the confidence. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I could change my opinion if I invested the money and the time into doing all that. But I know, I mean, I don't know the way I grew up, you know, and I think you grew up similar. I mean, we, and I, st- I still have a tendency to do it now. You know, everybody likes to zero at 200 and I'm still zero and at 100 and, <laughs> right. um, you know, I don't know. That's just kind of the way I was raised to do it, you know, and adjust from there. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I'm necessarily wrong. It's just the way I do it. And right. But yeah, I mean, I'm, 
I think the worst thing is is uh, making a shot. And, and I mean, technically, you know, I mean, we're we're picking on long range shots, but technically, I mean, you could do it even on a closer range shot too. Right. I mean, you know, it's there's but no. I uh, guess too, like kind of what we've been saying is you know being sure of your shot like that. Where it seems like you jump out to those long range because like, yeah, like there's a lot that can go wrong between you and that 800 yard marker out there. Whatever sure. you're shooting at, fairly easy. But yeah, like even getting that confidence up to 100 yards, sitting there and you know, be like, oh no, I got this. You know, like I can, I can breathe. I can get my shot placement in there. So there's a lot to be said. You know, being being sure of your shot. Mm-hmm. More than just pulling the trigger. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I guess that goes back to like practice, and that's probably what that—that's more reflecting too—is—is is, you know, um, your shot placement, but kind of making sure that you practice enough to be confident in your shot. Right. And yeah, I mean, because yeah, to me, there's nothing worse. I mean, look, if you injure something and. You know, I've I've been I I've, I've done it. I mean, injured something, had to go looking for it, track blood, and um, right. You know, either well, finish finish the finish it off or right. I mean, that's like the second part of that commandment is there's nothing is more uh, ex- expensive than regret. And you know, you just said it. Right, you know, you just how you just feel so bad. You don't. You know, you don't now like getting older and stuff you know like you don't want something to suffer no. any more than it has to and you're not out that's not the purpose of being out in the woods is to have that happen you want that confidence and you know it's kind of funny we jump to shooting long range and rifles but you can say the same thing about archery hunting <laughs> oh for sure yeah you know like there's you're you're shooting a shorter distance but like more can go wrong in your shot archery hunting and rifle hunting easier i guess i should say yeah yeah archery i mean archery there's a lot of variables there too i mean if you don't have enough enough thud in in your you know i mean if that if that elk's just barely out of range you know i mean you might just injure it well i'll just go to my experience this year some of you guys probably already heard it but my experience this year you know the way it worked out, I'm, I'm so bummed the way it worked out. But then at the other end of it, I'm, I'm so grateful that it worked out this way. Cause if I was going to not hit the vitals, I'd rather completely miss. And and I completely missed right in front of his chest. And, uh, um, I'm so glad that it went that way instead of, instead of, you know, hitting his, hitting his leg or something and just, you know, probably wouldn't make it through the winter if i did if i would have done that so i'm right. so grateful for that but um yeah i live with regret of missing but i mean it man i'd i'd have so much more regret if my story was ah, i hit him hit him in the front shoulder and never you know never right. did recover him yeah i mean you know like it's it's funny that he uses the word uh expensive you know, I don't, it's definitely not a monetary thing or a money thing that he's referring to. It seems it's more like a, a mental thing he's referring to. For sure. I mean, well, you know, I, I, I feel like it kind of goes outside of hunting too, you know, with, with okay. other things with life, you know, whenever you, I mean, 
be sure of your shot, you know, like, uh, you know, you've probably done stuff in your life where you just barely missed, you know, metaphorically, you ba- barely missed in life. And, uh, and you know, you, you still regret it to this day or you wonder about it, you know? Right. And well, I'll just kind of, I'll just kind of go this, like me and Joe doing this podcast, for example, you know, we've, a lot of the reason we've done it is because we want something more in life. We want it. We want, we don't want to live with regret. You know, we talked about doing a podcast slash YouTube channel for a while before we started it. And it was kind of like, you know, either, either do it or get off the pot kind of thing. And we decided to do it because we didn't want to live with that regret of not doing it and wondering what could have been. And yeah, well, I think I, like, every year like we've so we what do we hunt two years together before we finally started doing something i think so and like you know like every year like oh we should be doing something with this and like not it's not like we go out and like actually put on a big production of hunting evidently because we're still unsuccessful (laughs) yeah um but you know and uh one you know this is something that we want kind of in our lives and and going through life and see you know like we're not getting any younger and you want something more part of your life you gotta and you gotta start doing it yeah <laughs> so it's kind of the route we we's like we got a platform that we can use and let's let's see what happens yeah and i mean you know like a lot of the time like you you know we're we're trying to we're trying to build that path as we go and we're trying to like you know kind of kind of like where is that path going? And right now we were like, I don't know, man, <laughs> you know, like we, like we don't know where the path is going exactly, but we just know that we're just like building it one brick at a time, if you will. And just trying to get to that next level, get to that next, next spot. But, you know, I mean, I feel like we said it in the past, but you know, like Joe said is, you know, we'd sit there and talk about hunting and, you know, we talked about doing podcasts, YouTube and stuff, and we'd sit there and talk about hunting, you know, and, and it's like, man, we just need to like put this on a, on a platform of, you know, like do something with it. You know, we're always talking about it. We might as well share it with other people. And that's how we kind of got here is just something that simple, but it was also something that I know, if, you know, for me, I wanted to just kind of live you know, and, and just try it as far as, ah, you know, let's, let's do a podcast about hunting, try to make some videos and, and, uh, see where it goes and see what happens. And at least it's something that like, we won't regret <laughs> to bring it, right. you know, you like how I brought that back. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but. but Sorry, I was gonna say you know like there's a lot that goes into that too as far as regrets go, and ex- and uh, being expensive because you know like as far as life goes, there's always there's stuff that comes up and it always gnaws at you, and uh, you can and sometimes you know better too, you know like a situation comes up and you're like I probably shouldn't but I'm going to, and then you like and then you look back you're like ah, I I knew better. Yep. <laughs> And it, get, and it eats at you so it's trying to you know or maybe you, did, you didn't quite fully know but you know they always try I guess that's why kind of come back full circle the struggling hunters you know 
that's why it came about is because to be truthfully honest is we struggle and we kind of create our shoot ourselves in the foot a lot and and uh, create regrets and <clears throat> but we wanted to learn from them so you know that's the honest truth we're the struggling hunters and we're working through our regrets and we want to we want to take our regrets and better and use those to better our life 100 percent. yep i uh i second that i i think that uh uh you know as time goes on i know that we're gonna we're gonna start getting that success we're gonna start finding our finding finding our way and sharing those successes and and uh yeah it's just been it's just been a struggle the last few years but i know it's coming around hopefully this weekend speaking of true uh, success joe's coming joe's gonna come down and i uh, hopefully hopefully next week on the next podcast we'll be talking about a little bit of success but um yeah joe's coming down to hunt with me so it should be fun hopefully we can make a little video out of it or something and make it a whole thing yeah give you guys something to watch uh out us out in the woods versus sitting at our tables or at our chairs yep yep yeah it'll be uh it'll be exciting it'll be exciting but yeah man i i think you know i don't know if we've harped on it enough or not but one last thing that i have anyway is is just um you know kind of like the like it says be sure of your shot just you know, be sure of what you want to do. I think that was another, another thought that went through is, is, you know, we, uh, we haven't always been sure of what we wanted to do and kind of find our, found ourselves like career wise and everything else kind of doing stuff that we're like, "Ah, how do we end up here? You know? And, and I think it happens with a lot of people and this is kind of our step of, of trying to better ourselves you know and i mean we don't know where this podcast and this youtube thing is going or this hunt thing i mean right now it's just fun we're just talking about our passion hopefully one day you know we get a little bigger to where we can make something more of it and and kind of really start living it to where we got to be out our 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 work day really does consist of clocking in out in the middle of the woods and and uh you know clocking out with uh with some game on our back correct i mean that's kind of the goal i guess or the hope but you know if it's not there then you know we're just kind of struggling hunters have families work have jobs and and uh trying to do the best we can be the best weekend warrior hunters we can be and you know just talking about about what we love to do and and trying to figure out how to be better every year and and make the most of our time you know being being uh weekend warriors with the hunting scenario i mean you got to really make the best of your time and make the most of it and and i think cuts you off right there before lose you my train of thought and kind of regrets is kind of wanted to say you know the whole weekend warrior thing and you know as as we've been 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 learning this last you know year and a half of doing these podcasts um making the the little changes and uh and and it probably doesn't come quite across through the podcast but you know just the doing hunt trying to change our hunting tactics has has helped 
I'd say me and Eric to an extent. And then I know it probably hasn't been able to be relayed properly through podcast form. Um, and, you know, we have nothing really to show for it other than us telling you there's something. But, you know, it's it's uh, trying to live that kind of weekend warrior life to become successful at our hunting game and trying to build those, uh, those skills or that, that checklist, if you will, of what, what needs to be done to better yourself on your weekend. Because, you know, like we, sometimes we get up to five days off or maybe a week, but even then evidently that's not long enough for us to, Seal the deal. Successful. Yeah, to seal the deal. But I, th- I feel you know like we are trying to make those little tweaks that um, changing those those habits of how we go through the woods and what we're looking for to uh, be successful. And they are, you know, like no, <laughs> you guys, you know, like we said, we've had kind of a little bit more run in with elk this year than we've had in the past couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to, I was going to say is like, uh, or I was going to add on to what you were saying is, is we've, we've, uh, over the years, it seems like every year we've gotten closer. Now we, like Joe was saying, we haven't necessarily tagged and bagged, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this year was kind of successful in, in certain areas. I mean, it doesn't feel like success in some ways because, you know, we didn't tag and bag. But uh, we definitely had more opportunity. And I guess what I'm trying to say is we put ourselves in better positions than we probably ever have in the past and uh, had some closer calls or, you know, so, or run-ins or whatever. I mean, whatever it is, you know. But it, I, I feel like we're, like, right there to, like, really, get, you know, getting right getting yeah. what we've been working so hard at get, trying to get we, we're, we're we're right there to getting it and and kind of i guess i don't know what what kind of my last couple of my last thoughts and you know about the whole regret thing and being expensive and 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 i know it's a learning curve but like this year when I when I had my elk bugling fest, I'll call it because just be, mostly because I had elk bugling at me for the first time in my bow hunting career, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and not understanding where the elk were in their season, meaning you know post rut, pre rut, rut, and whatever that was, and you know having the elk bugle after I bugled, and my only thought was. You're like, oh, they're bugling. I got to keep bugling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're bugling to see where I was at, not you know, like coming into me. So they're going the other direction because it was still you know the pre-rut and they weren't really all hyped up yet. And I should have just started cow calling instead of turning in with my uh, my bugle tube. Yeah, that's and that's a regret that you know, like I didn't quite clue into a regret of not understanding where the elk were I, I i should have known that but i didn't you know get that through my my thick skull where the elk were at that time so you know that's an example i guess of a in a way an ex, 
I guess it is kind of an expensive regret because in a way I had to eat a tag and spend all that gas gas money to get out to to where I was hunting to come back kind of with just with the story. You know, like I love telling stories, but it'd be nice to to have something to show for it. Yep, yep. I uh yeah, same same here. I mean, right speaking of the calling thing, it was my first year that I could really do a lot of calling. That's since it was my first archery season. But uh, I wish I would have been more aggressive with the calling myself earlier in the season, blow blow on that cow call a little more, and and uh, and then later in the season just not be afraid of the bugles. Right. Uh, but, you know, one thing, and it, and it was really weird over here in Colorado, especially, you know, our, uh, our season starts kind of when the rut's getting going. Or when the season first starts, they say that it's not, they're not quite going quite yet, but then it gets better and better as, as the month of September goes on. And, uh, so one thing they were telling that I was hearing a lot, like through podcasts or, you know, is, well, don't, don't call, don't call unless you hear calls. And so, I was really I was really quiet through most of the hunt season because I wasn't hearing a whole lot of calls so I didn't want to didn't want to blow it out but I I feel like I kind of walked away with a different perception now in the future I might change my perception but I feel like next year like I need to kind of force the issue a little bit you know and just uh you know early in the season just try to cow call and be a you know, I don't want to be overly aggressive, but you know, let them let them know I'm out there. Let them let them know that I'm a I'm a hot mama, right? And uh, <laughs> and uh, and then like later on in the season, though, whenever you know when when that mid season, not be afraid of blowing on that bugle tube a little bit. Uh, this this year, I mean. That that last weekend, whenever they were quote unquote supposed to be the hottest during the rut, I know that one night. I mean, they woke me up in the middle of the night, and I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be so good." And then during the day, though, they just were not making noise at all. And I mean, I literally woke me up from my camp in the middle of the night, and I was like, "Oh man," I mean that that you know waking up and hearing that that was exciting. But during the day, they just were not too active. They just were not, I mean, it, you know, they were resting, I guess. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, one of my regrets is that I just wasn't more aggressive with that. You know, like, so next year, if if they happen to flip it and they're, they're you know, more chatty during the day, well, I guess I'd still be aggressive with it. But I feel like if I hear them going off at night like that, you know, maybe I need to force the issue a little bit more because I know, I know that they're probably going to be a little more quiet during the day. That right. was my that was my perspective, anyways. This year is, is it seems like if they're they're blowing and going at night during the day, they might not be so so amped up. They might be kind of late bet, bedded up. Right. True. So try to try to kind of force the issue. I guess is what I'm saying. Or at least at least try one day or two days or whatever you know. If that doesn't work, then maybe maybe shut up and not 
not do it but i don't know man that's that's the thing with elk hunting that's the thing with all kinds of hunting i mean that's why they call it hunting and not killing is because you know every time you think you got something figured out they kind of show you different right right true but yeah i i don't know i kind of going on a rant there don't know quite where i was going but hopefully it's i don't regret that rant no good (laughs) I, it's, 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 it's expensive if you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh man, I just I just think that all of this, like I mean, just life in general, uh hunting, you know, there's a lot of things that can get you down and make you make you want to regret stuff, but sometimes you just gotta gotta just dig past it and keep pushing forward. You know, eat your favorite I, candy bar and keep going. Eat your favorite candy bar, keep going. You know, and and just 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 get her done. Sometimes the simplest phrases are the the most meaningful, and you know, just get it done. Yeah, get it done. I mean, that's all you can do. And I mean, that's with this podcast, with hunting, with with our personal lives. You know, we're just trying to get stuff done. There's little hurdles that come come along our way sometimes. You know. Um, to have a second of vulnerability, I've been kind of going through some stuff, but uh, you know, I mean, it's not a big deal or nothing. It's just trying to mostly find motivation and stuff, and feel like I'm kind of digging myself out of it. But it is like a little bit of regret, you know. Every day that I don't accomplish something that one of my goals, I'm like living with that regret and digging at me, you know. And then the next day, I'm like, well gotta get it done today and then i don't get it done then i have that regret you know i'm I'm just missing my shot you know i'm not sure of my shot so i'm i'm living with that regret and uh i don't know you just gotta dig yourself out of it get her done keep moving forward don't have time to mope around about it just keep moving forward i know that was a long-winded little rant but <laughs> i'm trying to motivate some people dang it are you motivated I'm, I'm, yeah, I think I'm more trying to convince myself than anybody else, but still. That's all that matters. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) But I I don't think I have anything else, though, as far as what we have tonight. Yeah, that's perfect. I'll just go ahead and get us out of here. Uh, Guys, uh, like Joe said, in the beginning when I read in, let me talk for the longest time. Uh, thanks for listening, tuning in, you know, we're, we're, uh, on the background of things. We're really trying to figure out ways to get better, get more exciting with our, with our podcasts. Some of the things are kind of more future or not just the podcast, but our, our channel and our platform in general. Um, we're just trying to think of exciting ways to help grow this channel. And so, all you guys that listen every week, you know, some of you new guys that are listening, giving us a shot. I mean, just thank you guys so much for, for doing that. Don't be afraid to share the podcast with somebody. That's one of the better ways that we can grow, uh, you know, and, and hopefully we can, we can keep bringing awesome content. Like I was saying with the backgrounds on the background of stuff, we're, we're really working on stuff to get us to another level uh, we're just kind of waiting on some things to fall into place, and uh, I think you guys will see that whenever it comes. 
So with that said, guys, thanks for giving us another another listen to. Share the podcast, like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and we will see you in the next one. This is the Struggling Hunters. We're out. Bye.